and they're going, you are facing your feet in disrespect towards God. You are, you, you're, you, you, you know, you're standing, you're disrespecting God, and he, and the Sufis are sitting there going, maybe you can help me. Maybe you could really help me figure this out. I'm sitting here struggling with this. I just don't get it. But could you show me some place where, where God isn't? Could you show me some place where I, you know, where I shouldn't put my feet? Because everywhere I look, everywhere I see is God. You know? <laughs> and they're they're going, well, God is only here. You know, he's going like, you know, show me some place not to put my feet. I'm just stuck here. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, there's a still yeah, because there's such a tendency to do this right, wrong, good, bad thing. Yeah, I think that the gremlin definitely <clears throat> can be identified as a as a a thing of fear. You know, something that that is caused by fear or that creates and instills fear. You know, I think it's something that has fear as a basis, definitely. Well, if circumstances are neutral, then, then there's, no, there's no good, there's no bad, it's all our interpretation, Tony. And if God is everywhere. What would the fear be of, Vicki? Like, what do you think, if you can <coughs> sink into that in you, you know, what would the fear be of? If that's what's sourcing it, what's the fear of? <coughs> or anybody. Losing. Fear of losing. Yeah. The fear of losing. Um, I, had, I had an experience last night where I was really in, in the grips of the green one, you know. And um, I have not done anything like this in a long time. And I don't think I've ever well I have done something similar to this, but um, I woke up at two thirty in the morning and called my boyfriend and he wasn't at home. And I didn't know where he was, but I had an idea that he was with his son and his son's mother at her apartment. And I allow my fear to build, and it, logic and trust, you know, had always told me in the past that there's nothing to be suspicious of, everything's fine, you know, don't worry about it, trust him. But last night I was not trusting. So I got in my car and I went to his house at 2.30 in the morning to see if he was there. He, I knew he wasn't there because I called, so then I went to his son's mother's house apartment where he and his son and her were and I just noticed that he was there and then I didn't even make a big story about it and I felt really neutral about the whole thing but I went home and then decided to whether to you know make a decision whether to call over there or not so I ended up calling three times and nobody answered the phone and so I decided that I would go back over there this morning and wait until he came out and ask him what he was doing there. Can and I ask you a question? Yeah. How could you feel neutral describing what you're describing to us? I don't know. I just did. I just, I had, well, I wasn't always neutral, but 
basically there was almost a calm resolve about the whole thing. There was a calm resolve about the whole thing, you know, it was very uncanny. But um, I went over there this morning and he came out and he asked me why I was there and I told him I was there to talk to Becky. And Which was true or false? It was true. But my, my intention was not to, my intention was not to talk to her. My intention was to resolve the situation. What about him? Yeah. <coughs> and so when I saw him, the situation was resolved, okay, and not to anyone's satisfaction, you know, but... So it sounds like calm resolve is no indication as to which side of the chart you're on. Right. Yeah. It doesn't indicate which side of the chart were you on through that whole experience? Making how many phone calls and driving over? Which side of that chart were you on through that whole experience? Unconscious, I believe. Yeah, which triangle? The drawing triangle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which side? What are you saying? I was, well... The drama only happens on this side. Okay. This is, we're, we're not calling this drama, we're calling it life. We're calling it creation. We're calling it per, you know, conscious purpose. Whereas unconscious use of that energy would be a drama. That's what we're saying. I was in the victim, and I was proving that men are not trustworthy, that he's not trustworthy. That's what I was doing. It may have, it may have completely jeopardized the relationship. So. Gee, are you creating that? <laughs> I mean, I'm not creating that. Are, are you we creating that? No, I'm not. Nikki, what purpose would it serve to still have that relationship? It would serve whatever purpose is there for no, it. Oh, oh, your oh, purpose. Oh, one of your the possibility that you're creating this relationship ending. <coughs> That's pretty exciting, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for the feedback on that. I, I'm really having a struggle here, allowing it to be spoken <laughs> that, you're, that, um, you, that you didn't lie to your boyfriend. I'm just, that you're not aware that you lied to him. I'm just having trouble just sitting with that. I'm, I'm willing to sit with that. I'm just having you a struggle. With, what? <laughs> <laughs> with you saying that you didn't lie to your boyfriend about your, when he says, "What are you doing here?" and you said, "I came here to talk to Becky." I did. Right. Well, I to me that's a bold-faced lie, yeah. and for me to allow you to think that that wasn't a lie, it's just difficult. It's just difficult for me to allow you to go away from here thinking that you didn't lie to your boyfriend. You just told us yeah. why you went over there before that. Because right. you said... Well, no, I went over there to talk to Becky. Yeah, but before that, you said, I, I wanted to go talk to him to find out what he was doing there. And then you said, so I got in my car, I went over there. When I got there, he asked me, what are you doing here? And I said, uh, I'm here to talk to Becky. Yeah. Well, that's two stories. Mm -hmm. The what? night before, you, you wanted to go... No, he said, why don't you come and talk to me? Can we... This is why to what we were discussing. You can't accept that. I just want, if this is just a great example of the subtlety yes. of, right. of 
the, the functioning of, of these processes in the mind. And all of us experience that. All of us. It's, it's, I'm not going to look bad today. I'm going to walk out of here. <laughs> I'm going to be a victim walking out of here. Right. You know? And this is appropriate to talk about. Yeah, and it's just really a subtle... Oh, and, and the I mean, deal is... Had me. I mean, I was in it, and yeah. it had me, and it, you know, it, it wielded its power. And it's like we can't... We've got gremlins coming out. Yeah. Uh, we've got gremlins coming out now. And it, well, yeah. yeah, and we can't, we can't, like, from within the, within a conversation, like, here, like here's, here's a tool that, that I found um, to have some value, and you might fool around with it, but it's just to be able to label a conversation that's going on in our head as a, a, an entity conversation. And I would, I, you know, when I first picked this up, I would go through my day and go, oh, entity conversation, entity conversation. And I, I thought I was like, when I first got this idea of what an entity conversation was, I thought it was, I thought, you know, once a week, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm going like 15, 20 times a day, and I missed half of them. Mm -hmm. and, it, and really, I was just going, whoa. And this is, you know, it's really, if you can go entity conversation, it's like just make it, you know, this stuff, whatever you're arranging, whatever subtleties you're picking up, like if you can start to become aware of your purpose here and your purpose there, and this is what I'm going to say, but this is really what I'm going to do. And this is my payoff, but I'm going to pretend like it's a sacrifice. And this is how I'm going <laughs> to get this person to say that when I'm really, you know, getting this out of it, you know, and it's, it's like. And the thing, too, that's really important, if I can interject something, is what I do with that experience. It's like, today, I am deciding I'm not going to be a victim because I was, I, I did this thing, okay, and I have to bear the responsibility of it. But I'm not going to make myself wrong about it all day long. I'm not going to cut myself down. I'm not going to be ineffective in my day. I'm going on with my day and do the best I can with it. You know, that's what I'm going to do. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Sue? Hmm. Well, I'm, when I heard her say it's almost hopeless, it, and then all of a sudden I feel that. It's like it's almost hopeless. We're constantly, it's like moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. <clears throat> and gremlins are everywhere, and do they really get any better? Or do they just change form? <laughs> what do I do with all that? I just do the best I can to stay conscious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Will you speak up? Uh, conscious of our purpose. Yes. That's right. It's clear to me that I need to know what my purpose and destiny is and what those principles are and align myself with them as much as I can consciously. Moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. But I also, I think <clears throat> I remember hearing it said at POP or sometime in the past six months, and I don't really <coughs> remember where, that when you believe, think, you are on the right or the left side of the page there, that as soon as you have that thought, you're on the right side. So. I mean, like, when you really know, when you really We say it again just okay. in terms of conscious and unconscious yeah. rather than right and when left. When you really think that you are standing in principle 
fulfilling your conscious purpose. When you have that thought, you, you've left it. I mean, for some reason, that sticks out of my mind that as soon as you think, okay, good, I'm doing what I need to be doing to move into, be moving towards my um, destiny, <clears throat> that like to be able to understand that at that level in some way makes makes it be a shift over to you know now somehow the entity of the gremlin is being fed, which or to put it a little bit differently, um, when Fred was talking about his experience of. Um, using logic and understanding and that that was where gremlin was um, versus the uh, which to me is like knowing um, that seems like really deep-seated in my body that knowing is is something that I can't really even get into my thinking pattern and it seems like when I get it there then I have if it if it started out as knowing, I've layered it with so much unconscious shit that it's no longer pure knowing. Which is exactly what I was doing. I was taking understanding and logic to try to figure out what that thing was, and and I don't know why. I'm sitting here. Why do I need to know that? Maybe we could make a distinction between mind, mm-hmm. which is the yak yak all that manipulation with logic and reason, mind, <laughs> distinction between mind and awareness, which awareness can be more of an ex- experience of attention with really no words even. And if we make that distinction then, what the way I've heard it explained is that when you are awake, <clears throat> which is conscious, when you are, the only moment when you're awake is when you are aware that you are in the room. When you're aware that you're in the room, then you're aware of what purpose you're serving. And any other time, you're in on the unconscious side, that, that you're serving an unconscious purpose. So the practice then is to walk into a room and name the room. I mean, you know, and stay aware of the attention being present that the awareness is that I'm in the room. And then, though that's talking about space. You know, I mean, I'm in the space. So take Taking that back to what you said earlier about being aware of your conscious purpose, I came, like, here's the story. I came here today knowing that I want exposure to this, and I want to rework this, and I want to look at people as they're reworking it so I see and hear conversation about it, knowing that this is part of what I'm committed to. This is the technology to help me access my conscious purpose. Mm -hmm. Now, reconcile that with me or help me reconcile it in the sense that I'm in this room and I came here with a very deliberate thing to get. I, my awareness isn't, I'm in this room and here I am and experience is experience. I came here with a very deliberate purpose. It didn't seem unconscious to me at all. It seemed very conscious. Mm-hmm. How's that not in direct conflict with what you just said? Can you explain it? not from where I'm sitting. <laughs> where are you sitting? I think it's in direct conflict. Yeah, but where but where are you sitting right now? In this room. Yeah, but... Where? I'm saying to you that I think it's in direct conflict, and from that place, <coughs> what I'm trying to... What I'm are you sitting in logic and reason right now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So if you shift to not being in logic and reason, and go over to... Um, 
awareness, then how is it? Mm -hmm. I'm afraid I've missed something. Like, I have some fear. Do I know enough? Or do, you know, that stuff comes up. What would that motivate you to create, then? Well, I think it depends on the circumstances. Well, no, I mean, right now, like, let yourself be motivated by the fear of maybe that you don't know enough. So what would that motivate you to create right now? Move around a little bit. Stay in your body. <laughs> So what's coming up is that I don't, I can hear the distinction between awareness and understanding and awareness and reason and logic. Okay. Right. And I'm calling, yes, awareness and reason and logic. I, I hear the distinction and that I have such a hit in my body for what that feels like. The reason and logic. Yes. Sorry. I have such a hit in my body for what that feels like that, that the minute I feel awareness or what feels like an opening, I want to harness it. Mm -hmm. I want to understand it. And that's the battle I've been in, you know, literally. I've done that for my life, but I mean, that's the one I've been aware of. Why do you want to understand it? <laughs> well, it's known. Well, I heard what I heard you say before mm -hmm. was that the reason you wanted to understand it was so that you could share it with other people. Mm -hmm. To recreate it again. <clears throat> yeah. That's what I heard you say before. But that's what I'm telling you is that I, I don't know how to. I'm scared that what I'm doing, is, is, is slimy gremlin stuff sneaking in. <clears throat> I'm scared to trust that. So, here's what I love about this dichotomy thing that you're setting up. What I love about it is that it can work against itself, because. I think, this is just an opinion that I have, I think that um, if you hand a person a model like this okay. and their mind starts to go crazy with this model in terms of like, wow, check this out. Did you do this? This is cool. Look at this idea. This happens. Whoa, look at how they fit together. This is pretty soon what's happening is you're generating awareness, self-awareness. Consciousness is expanding as a result of digesting the information in the new model. So it's like a tool that I've been using, particularly in corporate trainings or places where people live in this domain of reason and logic. But I just keep feeding them models, and the only way that a person can understand and digest a new model and use the tool that it is, is by expanding their awareness. So it's, it's sort of a virus, sticking viruses in the mind to expand consciousness. So we're doing mimetic engineering by feeding these viruses in there. You can only 
capitalize on them as you expand. And pretty soon, it's, so, so it's like, why study? Sort of the reason to study is, to un is because you're, you're feeding the mind, and, and it has to expand in that way. And, and it's going to work against itself. You know, it's going to start becoming aware of itself. It can't help it, you know, at some point. Go ahead, Susan and Jean. I just realized the whole reason that I want to <clears throat> bring this into my company and expand on it is so that things will be more comfortable for me. How comfortable? How? That I don't have to. I don't have to deal with all their shit as much <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> their little dramas, and uh, I don't have to be bothered with them and that. Um, things will run more smoothly and that we can all be happier. Mm -hmm. So is that really my gremlin? Well, I don't know. It's leverage in a way. You're leveraging, you're leveraging a, a success in your company so things can run smoother, so that people's energy is being used for something delightful rather than something devious or whatever. And, and part of it is selfish so that I don't have to deal with all their crap as much. Well, what, <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. What I hear you saying is that you're interested in inviting people to be more responsible for what they're creating so, as a way of, um, it's just a leveraging tool. It's just like in, you're, you're offering, you know, you're making pot the, possi the possibility of responsibility. The possi see, responsibility is just a side effect of awareness. Responsibility isn't it. Responsibility is a side effect of consciousness. Once you are more aware, then of course you're going to be more responsible. But if you go, I'm going to be more responsible, it's a, it's, it's a, a victim game. So I have to be responsible for this. It's a total victim thing. It doesn't work that way. It's just responsibility just happens as a side effect of awareness. So you're inviting people to become more aware. And out of that will come more responsibility in terms of not blaming you, not blaming each other, whatever. Yeah, I, I, yeah it's, it's all, I mean, it's valuable to question the nobility of your act. And, and yet it's important to, to know that, you know, it's important also like to get feedback. You know what I mean? Like, and we're saying, like, you can go, okay, Entity conversation, entity conversation, but it's great to go to somebody and say, like, what do you get from me? Like, what's, give me, you know, let's do some feedback and, and, and trust the feedback. So you're going, you know, you came here and you said, okay, am I, am I just making it comfortable for myself and try to make it easier so I can be more irresponsible, you know, or am I, or what? And so I, I'm, I, other people can give you whatever feedback they want, but like, my experience of you is that what you're inviting people to um, have is an exp you know more consciousness, more awareness, and then the side effect will be responsibility, and like that's the culture that you want to um, offer to people. Jean, I have two things. The first is in reference to friends you were talking about <coughs> earlier, and thank you. You had a distinction about. Uh, you know, changing your relationship to your gremlin. And you had some great insight about the gremlin and uh, how it's going to do what it's going to do. It's going to change forms and things. And then the last time you spoke, I was getting fear 
and running away from the gremlin. And I mean, you had great, I mean, the, the answer and the technology was there for you. And yet you weren't listening to your own feedback of, you know, changing the relationship and of the gremlin. Because yes, you, I mean, I don't know, you may get the information and in the, in the technology and stuff, and, and that's your gremlin. But it, but it just sounded like you were running from, from it instead of changing your relationship to it. The other thing is, um, with kind of when you were describing how you talk about, I mean, the conversation that goes on of the gremlin, of this is what I'm saying and but this is really what I'm doing. And it, you were describing my thought pattern before I speak, mm -hmm. and I, you know, my question for myself was: Is every time I speak my gremlin? And why speak? <laughs> but if I can just be aware and know and, and feel, like even when I check in, they, you know, I'm in my <coughs> demand, or somebody's in their demand, and you know, how do you feel? Will I have the awareness of how I feel? But as I start to speak, then my grandma manipulates it. To serve a purpose. To serve a purpose. And if you can become aware of the purpose. And well, that's yeah, it. and then if you if you're conscious and serving a different purpose, then there's and you're committed to that purpose, then there's not room. You know, if you're truly hundred percent committed to that purpose, then there's not room for another commitment. At that, at that moment. Mm -hmm. And probably every time you speak, it's your gremlin speaking. You know, that's where we start. And, and if you make that assumption, then um, if you really start working with that at that level, it's not comfortable. It's extremely uncomfortable. I don't know anything that's more uncomfortable from that. Yeah. And I'm talking serious. I'm talking like insanity, total non-foundation of reality. Well, it was uncomfortable yesterday during the event. I mean, every, you know, once someone, uh, like when I'm in a space and somebody says I'm wrong, oh, that's stupid or crazy or uh, I don't believe that or whatever, then I'll automatically go into defensive because I have to think of a new strategy. How can I be smart or how can I say the right thing or or, you know, what do they want to hear? I mean, it's um, it's almost survival. And, you know, I see that the gremlin is searching for a new strategy. It is survival. That's what this whole unconscious side is about, is survival. Gut-wrenching, bottom line, I live, you die, survival. So that's the uh, self-preservation. Yeah. Um, earlier when you were talking about being superior, it's like, when you were talking about that, it's like, oh, my inside is just start shaking. Um, but I have a question about that because it, it really hit me. I mean, it's like, that, that's like my life. And, um, so it, is it, it, and, I mean, I, and I see how I feed off of that, 
but I also see how I serve people through that. And also destroy at the same time. And my, my initial thought was I, I need to pull away and not do those, not be involved in those things and not do those things. But it, is it that or is it, um, is it just being aware of it and, and trying to work through and find a way of doing it and not being, being off of it? Did that make sense? Yeah, well, what would you say? Are you willing to go to the source of the of what was shaking your insides? <coughs> Do you understand that question? Something, there was something, like, fundamental, <coughs> that oh, yeah. <coughs> that you were looking at <coughs> with a question, and um, I, you know, really, it's about. The only way you could get an answer to the question I just said is to go to that place that is the source of the shaking and be there. When, a, when, our, when awareness expands, things really change. And we can, list, we can actually list the things that change what really what really changes when you could almost like we've drawn it as a box or a cube when the cube expands when the cube of our limits or the cube of our understanding or the cube of our um, awareness or what's true or how we experience ourselves to be when that shifts what what really shifts shifts, what changes? Anybody? When My relationship to the world. What else? Our, our, our speaking. Speaking. Listening. Listening. What else? Context. Mm-hmm. But how does the con that is the context shifting? That's what we're talking about. So what what are the manifestations of context shifting? How do we experience the manifestations of shifted context? There's a drop in the <coughs> Our stories change. Our internal. Is that what you mean? Yeah, physical changes. <coughs> Thoughts, feelings, behaviors, behaviors actions change, commitments change. Attitudes change. Well, yeah, but everything is a generalization. And I'm interested in looking at the specific things because <coughs> when I experience my attitude changing, 
that's different from my experiencing my thoughts changing, and that's different from my experiencing um, my feelings changing. It's different from my experiencing my verb, my talking. It's, it's different from my ex everything is different, and so when those things start shifting for us, it's a um, the, the you know the gremlin who's in the control tower, you know, trying to keep everything under control. You know, it's out of control. The language. I never said that before. I never saw that before. What's going on? My instrument's going wrong. You know, you know, break up. What? No, it's the, you know, the needle's off the gauge. You know, and it's like all the control tower just starts freaking out. What's you know? So each one is different, though. And if we can, if we start to know, that if we start to say, okay, I'm in the game of shifting context. I'm gonna be involved in expanding uh, my experience of who I am. That means that all of these things are going to change. I know that now. Therefore, and I'm going to decide that it's okay with me. I'm going to make the decision, the conscious choice, yes, it is okay with me that my thoughts change. That's okay. I'm going to be thinking something different. That's going to feel weird, but I'm going to do that. Okay, that's all right. So is it okay for me to look at things and see them different, to see different possibilities when before I could only see these possibilities, now I can. So is that okay with me? All right, that's okay with me. So is it okay to feel things, you know what I mean? So you ha if you make the decision to, that, that it's okay for, for me to experience all of these things shifting, then when that happens, you can go back to that decision and, and say, I decided this, I chose this, rather than being a victim of it or um, feeling like it's just, you know, deciding that you're going crazy or something. Or, you know what I mean? Like, instead of deciding that you're going crazy, you just decide that... Something you stand in because you made the decision. Yeah, another explanation besides just being crazy. And then you can feel more comfortable in your world disassembling and reassembling. <laughs> My daughter told me last week that I had changed. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? She said, well, I don't know, but you're not the mommy I grew up with. <laughs> And, and she was telling the truth. She right. was, and she couldn't, neither of us could really particularly come up with any concrete, I mean, she couldn't come up with any concrete things. Yeah, she context. She just knew I was not the mommy she grew <laughs> up with. I thought that was really interesting. And I was telling Beth about it, and she said, well, I think that's the thing when Porna says, everything has changed, but nothing's different. Mm -hmm. I mean, we both kind of looked at each other like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe you don't even know if she changed, or you changed, or you both changed. Um, probably some of both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to ask a follow-up question to what Sue started with, though, mm -hmm. because I was thinking much the same thing about, and I experienced that as you began talking about that feeling of being superior. That was I experienced that this weekend, this whole weekend with Jim Pryor. In a way, I'm so sad about that because I spent an awful lot of time in that place. <clears throat> but aren't there, aren't there times when I do know something that other people don't know and that by sharing that, yes, it probably does feed my gremlin who wants to be superior, but they also learn something in the process. Is that, is that, that I shouldn't speak that because it comes from that place? Or is there a way to speak that's, it that it doesn't come from that place? It seems, it seems like... It, Hmm? Are the circumstances neutral or not? What are you going to do with the circumstances? You get to choose. So you have knowledge, and great, you've got knowledge. 
what yeah, but if I'm not that? sharing that with you, wouldn't you go, oh, God, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. Well, it doesn't matter what I do with it. What, what are you doing when you share with what is Where your, are you speaking what is your from? Intention to share something that I found very helpful and that I really learned from and that was a but shortcut. But are you, are you in sharing that feeding your gremlin or feeding your destiny? And is it neutral? Well, I thought I was, I thought I was sharing something that might help them, that might help somebody. Well, coming from that place, is that your gremlin? Well, there is some element of it that, that it's an affirmation that I knew something you didn't know. So a part of your gremlin feeds on the fact that you're helping others and supporting others? Well, I sat there a long time before I said it, trying to figure out, am I just trying to prove that, yes, I knew that, because I've used that in this way, but the fact that I've used that in this way can serve some of the people in this room, because it's a very helpful tool. So I sat there for probably 30 minutes trying to figure out who's being served by this if I say this. Can you serve two different things? Because that's part of what I was asking in my question, mm -hmm. is that, like yesterday, I truly served about 500 people, but I, like, killed one. And, um, you know, and, like, you know, I got, I got fed out of it. Not out of killing him. I got fed out of the results of that I did it, I did it better, I did it, you know, this is the way it needs to be done. It's <laughs> what? Gonna have to well, get her. I just, <coughs> I know. She's a pretty big well, I mean, I have the same circumstances and some, like, I, so I did the camp house twice. My experience of the camp house and who I was being the first time was that I was, um, I mean, in retrospect, like serving my destiny. The second time I was not. And um, because I was pissed that the house space holder wasn't even at that damn house. People were coming, you know, that's where I lived the whole weekend, making it everybody else's fault that it was really loose and so, I mean, the circumstances were really the same. I was, you know, sourcing the camp house. But what I did with it was totally different. I mean, I really see. So it a different felt energe inter energetically different to me. I mean, I, like, there were times when I was out of the entity chewing, but they, they were the predominant. I mean, I spent most of the week in feeding that entity. But we're not, we're not for a moment saying in this room that this doesn't have tremendous power. You mean the, the, the unconscious, unconscious purpose really, yeah. has, there are all sorts of results from the unconscious purpose. I mean, the, there are people in business and capitalism today who create tremendous things from an unconscious purpose. So it's like you could create that, I'm just using it because it was the example thrown in the room, you could create that softball stuff and do all kinds of organizing and things that will in fact facilitate the process but but that was created from the question would be where was that created from like how did you create that what was the purpose of it yeah purpose. so, so, so and another question is could you have could you have created the whole thing without killing that one guy would it have been possible to have created the whole thing without killing that guy? 
Well, not in the moment, because I had the whole thing. She <laughs> deserved I, it. She deserved know, to die. The whole thing set up, and everything was going along smoothly, and he went, no, you can't do it that way. And I had to kill him right then. <laughs> no, I'm in charge of this, and we're, this is the way we're doing it this year. He said, I have 13 years of experience. I said, I don't care. I'm in charge this year. We're doing it my way this year. And, you know, and, and I felt bad about it later. And I went back because I've known him for 18 years. And I went back and I talked to him about it. And I, you know, I mean, and, and I felt bad about it. But in the moment, it was the only thing to be done to make it work right. Because, and you know, it was like... Where's that little guy? You're in the box, buddy. <laughs> you know, so he wanted to do, you know, it's like, he wanted to do it the old way. It wasn't the only the thing, but it was the most expedient thing. Maybe. So it was from a sort of distinction. So, so listen, what... I, mean, I get... No, hold on. What did you, in the moment... In another way. Could, in the realm of all possibilities, and given the same circumstances identically, given the same time limitations, given everything, energy limitations, given everything, would there have been a way to have created the same you know, results, you still doing it your way, whatever, without killing the guy? Um, yeah, sure. And you chose the one, the only one you could see, the one you chose, the only possible solution to this problem. <laughs> <laughs> the only possible, that's how we live our life. We live our life functioning as if that what we're doing is the only possible solution to all the circumstances. The only possible solution is what we do. And I was pissed because I had been very clear on the, I had been very clear on the front end through the whole thing that this is how we were doing it. And everybody bought into it because they were happy to give it to me and not have to mess with it. And so, you know, and I was. I was pissed that, you know, it was like we had gotten to this point and he's up on a stage and I'm standing down here and there are hundreds of people here and he's going to go, no, we're not doing it that way. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a little late. So in the moment, in the moment, yeah, I, will you, would you go, like, put yourself back in the moment and speak from the ecstatic place of the joy of actually just wiping this guy off the map. Well, it was because we were doing it because when I did, then it was like I won, we were doing it my way, and, and then he would see in the end that my way was the right way. You know, and it was. I mean, what I mean is, and that is what happened, because in the end, then everybody said, Wow, it took half as long. It all came out right. It's never come out right before. Did, you know, I mean, so that, and that is when, you know, I got fed because <laughs> all these people were like, yeah, you were right. Your way worked. This okay. is the better way. And I see that's how I got fed. Let me, so let me just, I'll just try one more time, okay? okay. Just like go back to the moment <laughs> when you snuff the guy, mm -hmm. when you pull the rug out, when you just overwhelm him with like, no way, you know? In that moment, the, um, uh, what in the conversation about the entity is that the entity, like, says you're going to challenge me, yeah. you know, in this. Yeah. And in the moment of snuffing the guy, we, we, what kind of feeding was happening then?
Sue, did you have any doubt you could take him? Is there ever oh, a moment where sure you see the little smile? <laughs> the little smile. <laughs> I mean, if there was any doubt in my mind that I could take him, I would have not done it. Or figured out a way to take him. Well, I, I guess that's what I mean. <laughs> if there was any doubt in my mind that I, that I could take him, if there had been any doubt in my mind, I wouldn't have done it. I mean, I was not going to stand there and lose. That's what we're talking about. So talk about that. Like, how did, like, what did it feel like to be in that place where everything prior to it had built up to, I'm not going to lose? Describe that. At, at that moment? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was just totally into that I'm right. I mean, I'm right. This is the right way to do it. I know better than any of y'all. Y'all have screwed it up for years. <laughs> you know, I saw that two years ago when I was involved with it. So I took on this bigger job last year so that I could get involved and, and study it and figure out how to do it right. And then I took on a bigger job this year so that I could do it the right way. And it was like, by God, there is no way that we're going to go back to the wrong, you know, to the old way of doing it. It's like, there is no way in hell. <laughs> so how could you have created 501 people winning? How could you have? And you know, it's like, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's like, he was totally expendable. In the <laughs> for so long that I could go back around and fix it and <laughs> that would be okay and this was all fine. More lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Please, sir.